0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, we often talk about some of the challenging circumstances that people find themselves in around the world. But one today to talk about, which is particularly interesting and particularly disturbing, the idea of children caught in slavery and Making Bricks in Kilns in the Nation of Pakistan. Angela Michael is visiting Australia, and Angela is co-founder of what's called Miracle School Ministries in Pakistan. And Angela's joining us now. Hello, Angela. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Oh, hello. Hi, Neil. Um, It's uh, really great to be, be a part of 2020.
0: Uh, tell me about your Miracle School Ministries in Pakistan. And you've got a focus on these particular children who are caught up in this form of slavery.
1: Uh, yeah, the Miracle School Ministry established in 1999 uh, with a vision to help and provide education to the uh, brick kiln children in Pakistan um, because there are more than uh, uh, 21 million slaves around the world and 4.5 million slaves are uh, from Pakistan, in which uh, around uh, 90% slaves are uh, Christians. So, our vision, Miracle Ministry's vision, is to provide uh, education to the Bricklin children, who are the bonded slaves' children, as they are uh, living in a misery and they have a really uh, very tragic life and um, they are being present or slaved by the uh, mafia, uh, brick killing mafias in uh, Pakistan.
0: How prevalent is this sort of thing? Is it just in a brick kiln manufacturing plant that's near you and you decided to open up this particular uh, education outlet, this uh, Miracle School Ministries for these children, or are these all over Pakistan?
1: Oh, uh, the brick kiln mafia is all over Pakistan. There are more than uh, 2,000 brick kilns uh, around in Pakistan. And this uh, brickland where we uh, have our school, this is not near the Miracle School Model Town. Uh, it is uh, actually at the edge of Lahore, and we uh, take Sunday school in several in several uh, bricklands. But we could get chance to make um, a um, proper school on one brickland. Although we uh, now we are looking forward to have one more school in another brickland because uh, we not focus only one near to the Miracle School or near to where we are working, but our vision is to reach all the Bricklands, as many as we can, to save the children, because education is the only key to save these bonded slaves.
0: And you've got something like 600 children who are a part of your Miracle School ministries, started off with about 57, and the number has grown very quickly.
1: Yes, Uh, because uh, it is... um, the educational uh, transformation in the lives of these children and uh, and the great hard work of the miracle team and then partners um, who have helped us to establish miracle team, you know, uh, miracle ministries. And especially in these days as um, we are struggling to have more schools, especially uh, looking forward to have a, a school on the bricklands.
0: Uh, Tell me about how these children become orphans. Is it that they are abandoned or do parents die uh, and children are left on the streets and they're they're rounded up and and brought in to work in these brick kiln factories?
1: Oh, no. Um, Actually, uh, our first priority is uh, brick kiln children who have parents um, so they can have free education, uniforms and books from them Uh, miracle school. And the second category is orphans. Orphans means they don't have both parents. And they're living with the guardians because we don't have, uh, until now, we don't have orphanage. And uh, uh, we would um, only provide educational institute to all these children. So uh, they are like single parents and orphans. And uh, the first is break then this is not they are not on living on the streets they are living with some guardian and sometimes like yeah there are some kids who live in the street and have become a part of miracle and then we find some family on the near the bricklin and we provide a family help uh, to become to adopt the child and to become uh, you know like a, um, take care of the family uh, of the child so that we can not only help a child also help a family <laughs>
0: It's good to get that context right because when we think about people who are working in these brick kilns in Lahore, uh, Mm -hmm. what you're saying is it's slavery conditions and children, if they are neglected, if they're not educated, they'll be trapped in the same intergenerational slavery cycle that their parents are. So you've got a desire to break that cycle by educating the children so that they don't get caught up into the, the brick kilns life.
1: Exactly, exactly, uh, because we released the families as well from the break, as uh, we released uh, until now in, say, 16 years. We have released more than um, uh, six families, and seven families have released last year. So total seven families we have released until now, um, uh, because it is our vision. But the key of all of breaking this uh, slavery cycle is education. If these children, uh, who is the future of the nation, if these Christian children could get a proper education so they can um, be aware of the tragic uh, life of uh, their parents, their great uh, pa- uh, grandparents, their grandparents, they could have a better knowledge to save their future, to work uh, outside of the kiln
0: now, Christians, we all know, are heavily persecuted as a minority group in the nation of Pakistan. Is it primarily Christian families that are caught up in this slavery in the brick kilns?
1: Oh, every Christian, every Christian who is, whether they're educated uh, or not educated, everybody is a part of it because Christians cannot have a, a good status in uh, Pakistan. They are called sweepers. They cannot get good jobs. They cannot good, have good education. And um, they are really um, in a very miserable condition and persecuted, especially um, um, in Pakistan. Yeah.
0: It's fascinating talking to you about these Christians in Pakistan, Angela. Mm. How do the people who run these brick kilns keep the families enslaved? Is it a debt issue?
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, it's uh, they uh, these poor families have no work during the monsoon and during the monsoon to feed their children, they take debts like they loan, they take some money from the in charge um from the owner of the uh, of the brick factory, and to pay off those uh, uh, loans, the family has to work whole through the year, at every year every, from every wages um they have to deduct in trust. Uh, by the owner so they and because they are illiterate they never know the counting they never know um, how much they um, how much loan they have taken and how much uh, more loan is remaining so they cannot um, have the counting so that's why they have to pay those debts off they are continue uh, working there and they cannot run from there because uh, the owners are not uh, simple people so uh, they get a very uh, good free wages and they uh, make their business and profits um on you know in the bricklands uh, actually this um and the key is that uh, for 1000 bricks they can get one family have to make 1000 bricks and they have to get 300 rupee per Um, For 1,000 bricks, and from those 1,050 rupees has been deducted, so 250 rupees they get it, and it is really nothing. And in the market, one brick is being selling uh, 15 rupees each. So you could multiply 15 rupees with 1,000 bricks, and he made only he paid only 250 rupees, which is uh, right 2.5 dollars to that family. So you could imagine the profit and the investment. So that is why these slaves can never run out because they are innocent, poor, illiterate people and they never know what is happening with them.
0: And it's, as you say, they become trapped in a cycle that they cannot escape from. Uh, Stay with us. Angela Michael is our guest and a fascinating insight into one of the many ways that Christian minorities can be persecuted in lands where there is a high persecution of Christians. Angela Michael is co-founder of Miracle School Ministries in Pakistan. Angela, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Well, we are getting a fascinating insight into what happens in some nations around the world by focusing in on Pakistan, where, as you know, there's only 1% of the population are Christians in Pakistan and they are very highly persecuted in that land. Uh, we're talking with Angela Michael, who is a co-founder of a uh, an organization called Miracle School Ministries in Pakistan. Uh, she's in Australia as a guest of Anglican Aid and we're talking about families that become enslaved in brick kilns in the city of Lahore. In other words, families that are needing to make bricks in order to survive on slave-level wages. Angela, as we talk about slaves and the idea of making bricks, our mind has to go to the biblical illustration of the Israelites in Egypt. Is Is this part of your motivation that you want to see people freed from that level of slavery?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, because uh, if, you, if you, uh, you could see about the slavery in Pakistan, so this uh, brick kiln mafia is at its uh, peak, you know, it's extremist in the, in the country. And those poor people who are suffering with that, they are unable to move here and there. And they always would like to keep their kids with them to help in making these bricks. So it is really true that we are inspired by that verse, in you know, Exodus, where it mentions about uh, the slavery, where the Israelites and all these people got slaves. So it is the same like that. I think more miserable.
0: Now let me ask you about the value and the power of education for these children because, as you say, there are some families who've graduated from, uh, from being on those slave wages. Mm. How does this Expe- education... Tell me about the power of education for children in this setting that you're in.
1: The power of education is that in these 16 years, uh, our more than 98 children have done a master's level education and they become, um, they become like um, nurses, um, teachers, and um, uh, like masters in physics, chemistry, and civil engineers. So uh, they are, they can have a better future. Uh, through the education they are they uh, always help their families to get out of this misery and they could uh, survive you know Uh, so education is only the key that could bring awareness and we always keep miracle children in in touch with the community and with the new skills uh, like uh, computers and uh, and all these things and after matriculation we sponsor for the universities So that these children not only could have a basic studies, could have a master's or graduation, specialization in something. And that bore fruit that our 98 students have not only become educated, they have good jobs in the Pakistan, outside the Pakistan. And once they were um, the slaves, but now they are really better. And they could help their families to have three times a meal in a day. Otherwise these children cannot have a food once a day and they'd never know the counting what the the counting is, you know. So education is only power to kill this mafiaism in Pakistan.
0: Well, it is an amazing story and when you talk about those higher levels of education because oftentimes when we hear of uh, education programs that are for orphans, it's like getting children to a basic point where they can read and write and have arithmetic uh, so that they can actually get an ordinary job. But you're actually taking this to a new level And we're talking about university level education so that these children will be released from this level of poverty and I suspect also go on to have a high level of influence as they become mature and as they begin to stand for their their faith in Jesus Christ
1: exactly this is our main motive and uh, this is why uh, since uh, 2000 and uh, in 2012 we have established our youth group in which 150 children contains from grade 5 till grade 10 in which these 5 years we prepare children until they finish the school level and uh, in a strong in a faith a leadership discipleship in which they could uh, they could become a uh, better a faithful citizen of our country not only a citizen but also strong in their faith this is our main motive so that after that they could be able to understand where God is driving them what God wants from them and uh, with the grace of God our children got very good education and they got motivated and every year from um, if 10 students do metrics so five of them must get scholarship with uh, due to their ambitions so this is how it is going on, and uh, in 16 years we could help 98 kids to get a better status in our society, not the sweeper status or a cleaning maid's uh, status, um, like uh, which their parents or their guardians used to do.
0: Well, things are getting tougher for Christians in the nation of Pakistan, and many listeners will be aware of the headline reports from Easter of the bombings in Lahore that we're targeting Christians and uh, Christians being targeted more frequently. Uh, and it does certainly add to the value of the work that you're doing because uh, just uh, these children reliant on people like yourself, uh, but yeah. also on people who are listening to our conversation today to rise in a number of ways. How would you hope that Australians might have a part, even a stake in what you're doing with your ministry there in the Miracle School Ministries in Pakistan?
1: Well, uh, the one thing is that on Easter Day, it really uh, very sad happened that uh, um, the people have done, suicide bombers attacked um, in that garden, which is... Uh, um, in Lahore, and near to uh, where the Miracle Model Town School exists. It is not uh, like 10 or 20 minutes drive from that uh, area. It is a central park of Lahore. And, uh, and, uh, and the Australian people have done great, great support to the miracle uh, through Anglican Aid. And Anglican Aid have provided urgent funds to help the victims and the blast victims who were um, um, damaged, uh, who lost their loving ones, uh, and who uh, got injured in the uh, blast um, attack of a suicide bomber. So uh, we have provided, we could be able to help those blast victims with the help of Australian um, Archbishop uh, Anglican Aid, uh, Sydney, you know. And this is why uh, Anglican Aid and Australian people are a great part of Miracle in this, in such a sad and difficult time, and we have helped the people by food, toys, books, and, med- and uh, uh, medical treatment, and uh, coming out of trauma, um, because those who lost uh, their loving ones, they are still in a trauma, the situation is very miserable, we have helped by the funerals of the people, uh, for, for the Christian people, and for everybody, we, we did a great job, only because of the help of Anglican AIDS.
0: Well, I'm sure that there will be listeners who'd love to connect with the good work that you're doing in Pakistan. And uh, you mentioned Anglican Aid. Well, there is a website that I can point people to, and no doubt they can connect with you and support in whatever way they're able. Uh, It's www.anglicanaid.org.au. Uh, so anglicanaid.org.au and we've been talking with Angela Michael who is co-founder of the Miracle School Ministries in Pakistan and uh, educating children who has who have families enslaved in the brick kilns of Lahore and the only way out of being trapped in this in, intergenerational slavery is to have an education and we're not talking just Uh, low levels of education, but university levels of education that will set these families free from this level of slavery and also enable potential change and ministry of the gospel to come in later times. Uh, Angela, Michael, just honour you for your good work and thank you so much for being with us today on 2020.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Australia, for being a partner of the Miracle School Ministry and I hope to have a great partnership in the future as well. God bless you. Thank you.